Trash. Trash. Awesome. All right. Move the cat. We're good. Move the cat. Everything's good. Yeah. All right. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Hey-o. Funbox Podcast. I'm Tristan. I am Matt Awkward. And today we are doing the 1988 Dean Koontz classic, <laughs> The Watchers, uh, or just Watchers. It's just Watchers. Is it just Watchers? I think it's just yeah. Watchers and not The Dean Koontz is all right, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my famous t-shirt that I probably should feature in one of our graphics today, the Dean Koontz I- is all right, I guess shirt. You can pick one up on CoastCityComics.com. Go back, grab yourself a, a shirt. Yes. Uh, I took a picture. I took a picture of myself wearing my shirt. I'll send it to you <laughs> nice, uh, for please promotional do. purposes. Great. And uh, before we get before we get started, I just want to give a shout out to Bobby Knight who picked this week's episode. Uh, it's basically like those, those nights where you go to your shelf and you go to watch something and oh, you nice. just stare at all your movies and you can't figure out what to watch. That was what it was like for me with this week's pick. Oh, and nice. Bobby made that meme meme uh, posting, sharing us, and I was like, Bobby, suggestion. Oh, and uh, one of the suggestions was also Dolly, Do- Dolly Dearest. So I told him he did that one. Too late. <laughs> You're... Back in time. Just yeah. go back. <laughs> that was a fun Just one. Just go back. And yeah. the audio in that one is fine, too, because it's not a Zoom call. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. That was one of my favorites. So thank you, Bobby, for your suggestion. And uh, we might just go through all the Watchers movies. Who knows? Yeah, we might. I, I don't <laughs> know that out, I've um, seen anything but the first one, so. Gotcha. And I just want to cool. give a shout out. Uh, check out Bobby Knight's YouTube channel, Universe Retro. It is good stuff. Yes, it is good Filled stuff. With high quality content. <laughs> if you love that content, <laughs> it's one of those places. Check out the Universe Retro on the YouTube. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. man. Let's, let's get to the thing we watch. Okay, okay Watcher. so Watchers. <laughs> Uh, this movie has a a special place in my heart for some reason because uh, I don't know it was it was in an era when as a skateboarder anytime I saw a movie that had any tangential skateboarding related shit in it I was out of my mind I was like oh shit look at his Vision Streetwear poster <laughs> you know like look at all the, <laughs> I knew oh, exactly he's got the fucking Powell <laughs> thing oh look at that yeah. and I was like you know this movie was one of those and there there were just a few of them because you know skateboarding for a long time was such a a non-mainstream thing that you were just like yep. just stoked to see anybody making even you know you know you're like watching the wizard and you see that he's got a, a psycho stick and you're like oh <laughs> that's cool you know whatever <laughs> it's like it's a cool it's a cool thing i don't know i was just so this movie for some reason I watched it a bunch of times just because it felt like it was in the family. <laughs> I don't know, as a skater. <laughs> and uh, and I do love it. I mean, who doesn't love a good uh, a good dog hero movie? Um, yeah. And Another good one is uh, Bad Moon has a, has a hero dog, too. Yeah. I was actually just, yep. just looking for that book, Thor. I was like... Oh, yeah? I was interested in reading that and I was trying to, uh, I was going to go see if Michelle had a copy of that just last week and I forgot about it until you mentioned it. Um, there you go. <laughs> yeah. So this is very similar in theme as far as I'm concerned to the Canadian TV series, the littlest hobo. I used um, to watch that when I was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> this to me, I mean, you have a super smart lab dog running from government officials. You basically just add in a weird genetically engineered Sasquatch and you have this. <laughs> uh, so when I lived in Montreal, I watched that. I watched Littlest Hobo 
all the goddamn time because it was remade like four or five different times. It was it's been oh, going gotcha. since the '60s, and it was like a Rin oh, Tin wow. Tin thing back then, and then the '80s version or '80s '90s version. I guess it was '80s because I was a kid then. I remember. I, I remember. Oh, oh man, you just uh, you just glitched out like a. I definitely fucking... watched the '80s version when I was a kid. They, they... Oh my god, you are so glitchy. <laughs> Am I there? Yeah, now you are. Now you're back. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't feel weird at all. <laughs> Uh, oh man uh, fucking zoom someday someday we'll get this yeah. together but yeah yep. so th- that's the other part of this is it's like a horror movie version of a of a tv series that i loved as a kid so i was like i'm in i'm totally in with this um the, so the movie is the movie is kind of broken to me though i feel like i feel totally it doesn't know what it wants to be it switches from like a disney movie with like a kid loving his super smart dog to government <laughs> operative hunting search and destroy to straight out gore fest. Like <laughs> you see I'm into this because this is as Stephen so King as Dean Koontz gets. This is like the most Stephen King feeling version of it's mm-hmm. in fact I don't think that Watchers I I know I read it at one point. I don't think that it had that feeling to it in the book and I think that they kind of Stephen Kingized it where it's like little kid adventure which is what Stephen King always does the best yep. where it's like look we're the Goonies and then everything goes to shit. And the, and well, I Dean think Koontz I, I think I read so this. I might that. be wrong, but the the movie differentiates from the book like super hardcore. Like okay. Travis isn't even a kid in the book; he's an adult. Yeah, like, like to the point where uh, Michael. Uh, yeah, the big reveal of Michael Ironsides right in the end uh, is not even in the book. That's not okay. even a part. The, the third, the third project. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I so I guess so I guess the book is just radically different. And if you love the book and watch this, you'll hate it. That might be part of it, too. Okay. Interesting. Because I I love this movie. I think it's really fun. And I think it's just... super fun. It's just kind of a silly throwaway. It's the most 80s of any kind of movie. It's just so, you know, you throw in government operatives searching for a genetically enhanced whatever. And then little kid drama. It's fun. Or teenage (laughs) drama, I guess. Yeah. It's Um, also, also almost every side character is a cartoon. Oh, for some reason, in this. straight up, it's the weirdest thing. Like, why, why can't they just find a normal person that runs the hotel, or <laughs> a normal person at the hardware gun shop? Like, everybody's just a fucking weirdo. <laughs> I know, and and that's something that Dean Koontz doesn't do either. Dean Koontz yep. is is known for fairly flat characters. Like, his characters are kind of like normal. His stuff is more about the plots. I'm not. I I'm definitely not a Koontz fan, uh, but I I appreciate some of the stuff he's done. Yep. He's definitely a like. Not, I, I, I don't honestly think I've read a single book from him. I'm not a big reader anyway. But. I read, I've read probably five Dean Koontz books, and one of them was so bad that I vowed to never read another Dean Koontz book. Oof. Yeah, it was, I mean, and I had... Now I, now like, I dedicate my life to making snarky Dean Koontz <laughs> <laughs> that was it. I, okay. But this is like, this is the theme because they, they always have this very, the movie took this out, but most of his books have a very Christian overtone to them. Like there's, there's lots of weird Christian stuff in them and he's kind of a conservative Republican type. And so there's a lot of, there's a lot of weird stuff that goes on with that. But literally I'm about to spoil the ending of one of his books because it made me insane. Um, sure you're gonna sure you want to do that <laughs> I really do I have to guys I'm sorry big spoiler Fast to, forward a minute <laughs> yeah no I won't do it okay I, I won't 
but it had the ending that was so terrible that I never wanted to read anything from him again. So I will just tell you that if you ever yeah. if you ever see me in the street and want me to spoil the ending of whatever that serial killer book was by Dean Koontz, I will. Uh, <laughs> just regardless, you will know. That fucking that, dinosaur came out of nowhere. <laughs> It, I swear to God, it's worse than that. I swear it's worse than that. Um, but anyway, this is awesome, and uh, and I very much enjoy it. So, all right. So we start off this wonderful movie with uh, with a model gas station exploding in the middle of the woods, which, like, it sets you up right off the bat. You're like, oh, shit, I know what I'm in for. There's, like, a Toho set that just exploded. Yeah. Oh, well, I, I love it, too, because... A lot of times, like there's these kind of movies, you'll you'll see those clips of like boots walking down the hallway and close up gloves like wiring the bomb, like and this just says fuck all that. <laughs> yep, it, it's such a great idea. You don't know who did it, why it did it, what it is. It's just an explosion, and it's it's a great hook. <laughs> yeah. mean, you're you're two seconds into the movie and things are blowing up. Yeah, and more and than you got, that, uh, the little hobo there jumping through the forest. <laughs> and then you get them basically saying, "Hey." You know, we should answer who the guy is that, that blew it up. And maybe that plot point is important. So they start talking about it and their answer is, we'll never know who it is. Shut up. <laughs> I yeah. love that, too. Like, there's literally a conversation with Ironsides where he's just like, we'll never know who blew the fucking thing up. So just shut up about it. And yep. it's like, that's for you, audience. That's the, that's him talking to yeah. you saying it's none of your business who blew this up. Focus on the genetically engineered Sasquatch, okay? Good, we're there. I'm totally into it. Um, but I, I just love that explosive intro because, I mean, within a minute of the movie, a whole building blows up. You see a dog jumping out of the flames running into the woods. You see a weird hulking creature monster chasing dog yeah. into the woods. And you're just like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> mm. This monster, and I, I, you never see it. You never no, see a full on of this monster, which is obviously one of the worst parts of the movie is that, that is one complaint not, I do have yep. like a creature feature. You can't go to the end of a creature feature without ever showing what the creature looks like. That is just for me. That is a big point reduction in. They do, you do see it at the end, though. I mean, you see Quickly. its face. Yeah. But I mean, you never see it fully moving as like a, you never see it in action. Oh, you gotcha. see it yeah. laying on the ground still. And that's the yep. only time you ever see it. You never when it's moving, it's just a suit, which I get why you would want to do that. If you had a suit that looks like this, it it once, looks it doesn't look great. So once it moves, though, you can't see it. That's how it stuck into the computer lab. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many problems I have with that aspect of this movie. That oh, is, yeah. <laughs> that, that's one of the biggest, obviously the biggest flaw with this movie is the fact that there yeah. are these guys tracking a monster and they're like, where the fuck's it going to go? They know where the kid is. It goes wherever the kid is. And they're like, duh, where's it going to be next? I can't yeah. fucking imagine. It's like he was just in this hotel room. Maybe stay in the hotel room and the fucking monster will show up. Nope. Yeah, they take also, off. <laughs> I also don't understand why they can't, why the monster can't, find the kid like it's telepathically connected to the dog yeah but like w but does it have like a delay is it like a day delay to telepathic like the dog was here yesterday so i'm gonna go here today like you yes. just never go where it actually I think, is i think that's it i think it's got a time delay on it <laughs> that that's got to be the answer i don't know there's no other there's no other explanation um and but I'm, I'm sure that i'm sure the book explained it better too but i'm still in the dark i totally don't understand why they need the dog and the monster 
and why they're connected. Do you? Oh, like, I do. Um, so what? the I, I mean, Iron they said the dog's gonna what pinpoint and find the thing and then lead the monster to it. But like, yes. So why can't the, they just engineer the fucking monster to do what the dog does and eliminate the dog position? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question at all. I mean, but oh, okay. the idea is that essentially they're getting, they send the dog out and it becomes part of the camp and then they send out their monster from wherever and it tracks them down and goes through enemy lines. Like nobody's going to worry about this dog, but they're worried that maybe they'll catch the monster. The, the, the sensibility isn't really, isn't great. I mean, is the every, idea, is every enemy camp just going to take in a dog? Like, I mean, seriously, they're probably like, baddies. They might just kill the damn. They dog. might just kill the dog, um, and depending <laughs> on where they're from, they might just eat the dog. I mean, and if they're one of those monsters, they'll poke out its eyes. And word's going to get around to the baddies that like there's a group that's sending out dogs. <laughs> okay. like, that are followed by monsters. If you see a dog, shoot it immediately. <laughs> Like none, none of us, none of us makes sense. <laughs> this is a one trick <laughs> pony as far yeah. as military things go. It's as if there's like a missile that like it knows your secret password. And then it's like, <laughs> oh, I changed the password. And then the missile just falls down and it's worthless. Like, yeah. <laughs> or, or, or do you think they're like, all right, just all right, shoot all the dogs. The do- too many people are onto the dogs things. Let's start linking them with kitty cats. <laughs> we, <laughs> we need squirrels or whatever. Yeah. No. It's Nobody's going to expect a homing pigeon that becomes your friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Total, total nonsense. But either way, so <laughs> we get the best part of this movie, obviously, is Ironsides. Um, yeah, that's 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 what you're here for. And uh, total, e- total and evil hamming it up. He yep. is so <laughs> I mean, I just you, there's nothing that he's ever in that I don't I don't just love just because he's there. And so yep. in this one, there's this weird dude in the boat and he's listening to the news report about the explosion. And it gives us a little little expo dump on some of the shit that was going on. Um, and then. Michael Ironsides creepily sneaks up behind him and they're basically like from the beginning here they're like trying to set up that Michael Ironsides is just a normal government guy doing his job and it's like he's an expert like he's he's the best in his field but like you know he's just a normal dude the yeah. problem being he's Michael Ironsides you never look <laughs> at Michael Ironsides and go well that guy's on the up and up it's like, no, no. He's doing all this fucking like creepy tooth acting where he's like, he always smiles with his teeth touching and like, wow, he's freaky. <laughs> he scares yep. everybody. Um, so it's, it's That's tough. That's what I like to... about him in this movie. He totally hams it up with the tooth oh. acting. Like you said, he's always got that evil smirk on. Like oh. there's always, uh, it's he's so always good. cocky and one step ahead of you. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's so good. But it does make the turn at the end where it's like, oh, no, he was actually very, very evil. You're like, yeah, he's Michael Ironsides. I knew he was very, very (laughs) evil from the beginning. I'm I was surprised he wasn't breaking necks from like moment one. So whatever. (laughs) But so what he so he just explains the whole deal with uh, the two, the two escaped animals. He says that the dog GH3 has escaped and then one of the Oxcoms, a.k.a. Outside Experimental Combat Mammals, <laughs> who is named Number 7, uh, has escaped. And Number 7, oh, the bad seed. Number seven <laughs> is the worst of them all. So every yep. one of them, 
every one of them died in this. We find out later in a in a VHS tape that they watch that the other two dogs, GH1 and 2, were murdered by the previous Sasquatch monsters, whatever the fuck those things are, and they don't know how to stop them from killing the dogs. And it's and it's an accident. It's a, yeah. <laughs> the, like, the monster isn't supposed to hate the dog, but they <laughs> always hate the dog. Everyone. <laughs> Maybe the dogs are making fun of them. Yeah. <laughs> the dogs are just jerks. So the dog and the ox come are telepathically linked. There's some sort of transmitter in the dog. I don't know if they're talking literally a transmitter that they're following. Oh. Because he's like, is the dog transmitting? And I didn't know if he meant psychically or if he meant... I thought psychically. Okay, so that's what... Yeah, I mean, it has to be. Otherwise, they would be much better at finding this fucking dog. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Also, why isn't Michael Ironside psychic with the dog? It's... Spoiler. <laughs> eh, whatever. Anyway, yeah, okay. um, <clears throat> who knows? Just get the myriad thing that doesn't make any sense in this movie. Yeah, okay. There's a lot of others. Uh, yeah. This will not be the last thing that doesn't make sense in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That is true. Um, so for some reason, they don't explain any of this government shit either. These guys are from a specific government organization, and they say that they have 72 hours to catch the dog before the government shows up and, like, before there's like giant agents everywhere with machine guns and they just murder everybody, I guess. I don't. Yeah. Well, is that I don't what happened? What, I didn't, I didn't understand that, that either. So like the creature is going to kill everybody. The dog comes in contact correct. with Yep. over 72 hours. But I, I didn't understand what that meant. So after 72, the, does he not care anymore? He's like, I'm done my killing. I had my, no, uh, I had my, I had my three days. Pretty good. No, he <laughs> definitely said that like after 72 hours that, that was when they were going to send in like the, you know, the cleanup squad oh. and there'd be like a military oh, force descending okay. on the city to just massacre everybody. Okay, um, I, I don't know I about killing that. all of the people, but would definitely come in to hunt the thing down. They get the yep. 72 hours. I mean, the government is insane to keep allowing them to go after like the first three massacres happen. And there's like a media circus outside every door and they yeah. released the fact that the everybody's had their eyes gouged out. Seems yeah. like maybe just give up on the seventy-two hours thing and just send yeah. in your people because they're <laughs> fucking this up from like from the beginning. Big time. <clears throat> yep. So blah blah blah. Um, so the Sasquatch is chasing the the dog through the woods. The dog is moving, I guess, faster than him. I don't know why it's getting it's a, away. It's a dog. You try chasing a dog. <laughs> uh, no, I will not do that because I am not an oxcom. Um, you can't catch a dog. They're faster than us. That is true, but I'm not faster than a Sasquatch either. I know more people who've caught dogs than have caught Sasquatch. So clearly Sasquatches are faster. So, and you know a thing or two about Sasquatches. <laughs> I rest my case. I don't know <laughs> shit about Sasquatch. Ask my wife. And, yeah, um, I know. I mean... You gotta absorb some some of that, right? Yeah, yeah. I do. <laughs> too much. Too uh, much Bigfoot. <laughs> too much Bigfoot. So we go to the horse barn where the dog is hiding, and uh, Travis, played by Corey Haim, of course, and his girlfriend yeah. are making out because you know they're into the smell of horse poop, and <laughs> so they start making out. Travis, they're, nearly... they're, they're, they're they're fifteen. It doesn't matter if there's horse poop. You get your make out. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. So Travis nearly gets her out of out of her shirt, but 
after oh my god this i love this scene so there's a noise but before we actually get to the fact that the noise has happened we get these comic reaction shots of all the animals in the barnyard sarah and i were cracking up at the chicken post up yeah (laughs) thank god we got that reaction shot of the chicken or we wouldn't have known that something crazy was going on it was like, I don't know if they were playing that for comedy. Do you think it was a crazy director that had the camera trained on a chicken for like four hours? Like, we got to get that perfect shot. <laughs> yeah. Yes. He was definitely. Oh, I mean, got it. That chicken just said, like, what the hell is that? In his face. We got it. We got it. <laughs> he did, though. I mean, like, all yeah, of the all of okay. those reaction shots were totally clutch. They were funny. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think they were supposed to be funny. No, oh, like I said, Sarah part. and I started laughing at the chicken one, and we're just. And then she said, like straight up, like I don't know what's so funny about it, but it's making me laugh. And it's like same. It's yeah. not a chicken for no damn reason. It's cracking us up. <laughs> so just in the nick of time to spare his girlfriend's modesty, Sasquatch comes in, punches a mirror, and all the animals freak out. And then Corey's like, "What? I gotta go check this out." I think because he assumes it's dad. Whatever. No, she uh, she says it's her dad. Which, okay. which cracks me up. He's like, what was that? He's like, it's my dad. It's a broken mirror. It's definitely my dad. He breaks mirrors all the time. He comes uh, in and no, smashes she, the mirror every time. Yeah. He, every time he catches we, me with a boy up we, here. We do, see the, we do see the monster break the mirror. Yep. <laughs> yep. The eighth mirror this month. Um, but no, she tells him to boogie because it's yeah. his dad. And uh, so, yeah, he sneaks out and runs away. Yep. Uh, meanwhile, it is the dad. It is the dad. As well as, the, as, as well as the genetically engineered government Sasquatch. It's, it's both of those. Ox. Wait, Oxcom, yes. Oxbo? Ox. <laughs> Oxbo's the beer, Oxcom is the monster. Okay, Oxcom. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, uh, so Dad comes in and tells her that, you know, he doesn't approve of this Travis fellow, and Travis runs back to his old beat-up truck, and the girlfriend decides that she's kind of made up this story that she was out there to check on the horses. So she might as well feed the horses in the middle of the night. And, uh, she does. And then she thinks she hears Travis in the hayloft. She goes up to investigate and then, ah, Sasquatch attack smacked in the face. She gets knocked. Oh, this is, this is brutal. <laughs> well, it, it was, she but... falls off. The, she falls off the ladder, lands under a horse who starts galloping and flipping out and kicking her. And later, uh, so it's it's said that she's not hurt at all, which is mm-hmm. very, very suspicious. Um, yeah. Yeah. So Bigfoot knocks her unconscious, apparently, but then kills the dad. We find out later. Uh, yeah. Travis pulls over to the side of the road upon realizing that he has an adorable dog that's hitchhiking in the back of his truck. And he's like, hey. What are you doing here? You need to get out. And the dog's like, fuck that, and jumps into the into the cab with him and eats his famous Amos cookies. I just want to bring up uh, cars, because I <laughs> okay. kind of do that from time to time. Sure. This is a 1952 GMC pickup, and the mother drives a 1965 Mustang. And those are the two Whoa. family cars. Yeah. Why, why, why are they just both driving <laughs> antiques? Like... They never mention it. They never no, play up is... to it. Like, why would why would the movie stock these characters with these antique cars for no reason? It's bizarre. It is. It is very bizarre. I don't. Yeah, I don't know the answer to that question. I. <laughs> it, it's it's a weird choice. But again, it's it, not, it would make sense if the mom was like a car mechanic, or they right. made like some kind of 
reference to this? Like she keeps these things running forever or something. But no, they, the two cars this family has are a yeah. 52 and a 65. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure that was probably some sort of story with the dad because this whole movie, the the way that they, they package the redemptive arc of our main character, Travis, is that basically he's recovering from his relationship with his father. Essentially, Delta Force. <laughs> yes. So his parents got a divorce and there was something terrible that happened and he was, you know, he blamed himself for everything. And so well, maybe if he could hunt better, they wouldn't have split up. Dumbass. Don't worry. <laughs> he gets good at hunting at the end. And then the then the cabin where he went with his dad burns down arc complete. He has metaphorically burned this old baggage that he has that's in the woods and he's moved on with his life at the end. Man, this is a great movie. Uh, <laughs> so we first we now get our first look at all these fucking soldiers that are that are out looking for the monsters. There's like we get Michael Ironside, who is Johnson, and then his partner, whose name I never caught. Just partner of Johnson. Yeah, it doesn't matter. They None of the kids on the bikes have names either. No, no, they don't. But. So was he a government agent as well? I thought I think he I think he was a local detective. I thought that he mentioned like this guy's our right. local operative need to know basis. So So I think he okay. so I think he's like the cop that actually lives in that town and is That's what I in conjunction that was what I assumed okay. too because they they said, "Oh, you're going to meet up with your guy. He's on a need to know basis, you know, blah blah blah." And then Ironsides is like, all right, buddy, let's watch the secret VHS tape from the thing that I'm going to have to burn after we watch it. I'm going to tell Indoors. you, the, I'm going to tell you all the ins and outs of this fucking secret government organization and their hybrid animal project. It's like he does the same damn thing to the cop before he wastes him. It's oh, that's true. Time waster of a scene. It's just like. Maybe he just maybe he's horrible at keeping a secret. <laughs> he'd be like he has no conscience and he's the but, perfect killing machine, but he can't keep a secret. Secret to save his life, and so he has to just murder everyone that he spills the beans yeah. to. That's, and he spills the beans to everyone. To yeah, and that's why. Oof, man. So, <laughs> all right. So apparently Johnson is in contact with Washington in big quotes. And I love that. So generic. Like, I got a call Washington from on the phone. Let's Washington. I got a call from Washington. They've got a mission. We got to go to the place. <laughs> he got a call from Washington telling them that something went down on this farm. Like, yes. that's how out of touch this whole system is back in the day where they're like, <laughs> oh, Washington now knows where these people are. You're like five You're miles there. away. You're right there. <laughs> Like it took them minutes to get to that crime scene. Either way, and how does how does Washington know it and they don't when they're cops with scanners? Ah, scanners! Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, they're scanner cops. They're scanner cops. Oh, one of my favorites. Um, anyway, I haven't so, seen it. Oh, those are great. <laughs> Love the scanner cop movies. Um, so everybody on site is saying that it was a grizzly bear because apparently grizzly bears were, uh, brought back to wherever the hell they are. Are they in Oregon? I assume they're in Oregon. Sure. It's the yeah. first of two mentions of gri grizzlies in this movie too. The scene in the hardware store scene. Okay. And movie so, loves grizzlies. 
Everybody thinks it's a grizzly except for the lady sheriff or deputy who is like, nope, that's a Sasquatch. That's got Sasquatch attack written all over it because he's seen the, you know, whatever. I don't know why. Because Maybe the grizzlies, eyeballs. grizzlies don't collect eyeballs. That's yeah, that's probably why. So and this monster does collect eyeballs for reasons unknown. There's no answer. It's never touched upon. It just does it. Why? Why wouldn't you mention that? Yeah. And where I mean, does he keep these eyeballs? He doesn't have pockets, or does he? I mean, I don't know. He, he, just never pokes, see him. <laughs> he just pokes them out. I don't know that he actually keeps them. I think he just oh. removes them. You know, but maybe he hates being looked at. The ocular orbs he removes. I bet it's one of. The, I bet it's one of those things that's explained in the book, and they just yeah. didn't explain it in the movie, but just kept it. Yeah, that's that's definitely what it feels like. It feels like. Well, if anyone out there knows why he collects eyeballs or pokes about, give us a call. I mean, there was that scene where he smashes the mirror. So there's this like, you know, doesn't want to be seen serial killer thing going on with him oh, too. That's why he breaks the mirror. He does okay. also. He does also mention that the monster is insane that yep. it is just like, well, you know, he wasn't born quite right, you know, or whatever. When they ask or him that, what, that Ironside line, that makes no sense. <laughs> like how smart is this thing? How, how smart, smart is a crazy person? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it really depends on the crazy person. I, mm-hmm. Whatever. Either way, <laughs> uh, Corey and the dog are hanging out in the cab of the car and Corey's like, I'm all out of snacks, except for a candy bar in my glove compartment. But you're a stupid dog that doesn't speak English, so you'll never what? And what? Uh, <laughs> and the dog and pops then feeds the, the dog chocolate. Are you kidding me, Corey? Who? <laughs> Dean Koontz, you were a dog person for fuck's sake. How did you allow them to do this? You are a yeah. big dog guy. Why did you let them feed this fucking dog chocolate? Or what? This maybe you know, maybe in the book it was a plot point at some point where it's like, oh, look, fed him chocolate. A normal dog would get sick from that, but he's genetically enhanced <laughs> to be able to eat chocolate. I don't know. Fuck. Fuck. It's, such a, it's such a little nitp- nitpick, but I hate it. And I just wish there was like a well, slim gym in that club box instead of weird. a chocolate bar. Right. Sick. It's super weird. No problem. Wouldn't change anything. <laughs> it would just make me not hate Corey for feeding a dog chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. It feels weird. Um, and so... He's like, wow, this dog is way too smart. I'm going to, he's smart and adorable. Gives him like goo goo eyes. And, and Corey's like, you're coming home with me. You're adorable. So he takes And I'm going to name you Furface. Furface. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. He makes a bed Seriously? out of an old wash tub. I, I feel like he's called dogs Furface in a bunch of movies. I think that's Corey Hames' go to for dogs. I think I've heard really? him call another. I think I've heard <laughs> him call another dog Furface, but maybe I'm crazy. He's like, okay, I'll sign on to do this Watchers movie, <laughs> but we're not. I'm not calling the dog Ranger. No. We're gonna change that name to Furface. Okay, it's, it's all I can call a dog. Uh, who knows? But uh, either way, so he was, he was big enough to make that call back then. Probably. That's true. He totally was. Um, so. He lets the dog stay in the garage and then he wakes up the next morning and the dog's licking his face and he's like, what? How did you get in here? It's because the dog's smart. He can get in anywhere. Yeah. Um, so mom busts in and the dog is smart enough to hide from mom and mom's but like, no, seriously, how, how did that dog get in there? 
Unless they had a door wide open. Somebody's going to hear that dog coming in there. <laughs> he couldn't get into the school because the door was closed. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> he wasn't smart enough to turn a handle with his paw. Even a fucking velociraptor can do that shit. <laughs> There's a habit trail going through their house that's dog-sized that he just climbed up through the tunnel and whatever. It's fine. Sure. Um, <laughs> so mom now knows that Travis's dad is, or that uh, Tracy's dad is dead. They go to the hospital to visit. Bunch of questions here. Oh, God. Okay. Who called his mom about Tracy? Like... Her mom, they, the cop, the cops say that her mom died last year. Now her dad's dead. She gets taken away for shock. Like, who the hell would think? Like, I'm gonna call her boyfriend's mom. I guess. Like, I mean, that's that's got to be a like some small town shit where it's just like, I just heard that Travis's girlfriend, you know, wanting to get the news out on the social <laughs> grapevine. It's got to be just like some family friend or something who heard something oh. or works at the hospital. I okay, came from so a town that size and like somebody fell out of a tree and broke their leg. That shit would get around to somebody at some point. I went to your that size town and it was awful. It is an awful town. Uh, <laughs> it's full of awful people. And uh, I don't ever want to go back there again as long as I live. But uh, I have to I voluntarily took a vacation there a few months ago. You fool. I'm an idiot. It is awful. <laughs> yeah. I've uh, never been. Uh, you know, it's it's the kind of place you probably want to go if you've never been there before. The woods there pretty- are nice. If you're if you never go into the city, it's nice. Yep. I mean, uh, so I, anyway. I call it a city. It's a town. There are ten thousand yep. people or less. <laughs> but okay, that ice cream shop. The ice cream shop was good that you recommended. Yeah. <laughs> Got uh, nailed Holton it Farms. There. Good. It's the only good thing up there. Holton Farms Dairy. That's it. Other than that, it's all garbage and potatoes. Um, uh, anyway, okay, back on track. Uh, continuing my <laughs> string of questions here. Oh, uh, so they find out Tracy's in the hospital because their dad had an accident. So they go to see Tracy in the hospital, but there's a guard at the door. And when they finally open the door, they find out that Tracy's not there. She's been moved to a different place. Yep. So if Tracy wasn't there and had been moved to a different place, why was there a guard at that door? Why is Ironside still hanging around at that <laughs> hospital? Like... I think this is a matter of them not being able to afford enough actors because I get the idea of them posting a person at the door to fake it out, to be like, you stand guard here so that people think that she's still at the hospital. I get Mm -hmm. that. Like if if they were trying to do something to, to throw people off. But those are the two main people in the investigation. Did they just pause the investigation to stand by the door? Exactly. And then they actually let them in. They let them in, breaking the ruse. They could have just been like, nobody's allowed in. She's sleeping. Well, they they straight up told her, told them that she was gone at another place. And they're guarding an empty room, apparently, for some past reason. That was just because. While there's a killer Sasquatch out. (laughs) That's because Corey Haim was so fucking slick. He was like, okay, we'll go. And then runs around him and opens the door. Like he, he full on like. Oh, that's right. He does a full-on quarterback, like, sneak behind him and, like, gets around him and opens the door. So that was just because of how cool he is. I tried doing an eBay search for his jacket that he was wearing in this scene. Join Uh, the club. God, I want that airplane coat. (laughs) 
I was trying to figure it out because it looks like an old Powell Peralta design because they used to use those like the B2 bombers. And I was like, is that oh, some really? sort of okay. like custom Powell shirt that I've never seen before yeah. or jacket or like, but I think it's, you know, I think that's one of those, like he brought it to set made by some custom designer because he was so rich at that point that he could do those sorts of things. Gotcha. E- either way, his whole outfit here is envy. To me. So good. <laughs> I want the, I want those tight jeans, those white eye tops, that long white t-shirt, that bomber I want, jacket. I want you to get his hair. Um, yeah. I think that might be the next step. I've been cursed with horrible hair. I can't do anything with it. I can't sure? style it up. It, 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 yeah, it's wispy and stupid, and it, <sighs> and it, and it, won't, it won't poof up at all. Get dumb. yourself a perm. <laughs> I think it's time for you yeah. to go for a perm. <laughs> I need to ask Boy on Bicycle number two where he got that perm <laughs> And uh, I am not joking. His friends that he meets in this movie with the bike, in the credits, they're just Boy on Bicycle, Boy on Bicycle, Boy on Bicycle. They don't even call Piggy Piggy in the credits when they're making nope. fun of him out of the blue for no reason when they turn on him for no reason out of the blue. Uh, he's not even listed as Piggy. They're all just Boy on Bicycle. <laughs> yeah. I really, I totally thought that Piggy was going to survive when I watched this. I was like, oh, wow, they're like, this is going to be one of those he gets away thing. And he only doesn't get away because somebody threw a branch at him from out of nowhere. The monster obviously jumped up in the air, sawed a branch down real fast. (laughs) (laughs) He was behind him, and then for some reason a tree fell in front of him. Yeah, another thing that makes hmm, no sense. (laughs) Some good stuff. Either way. That's another that's another thing with this movie too. So many of the characters are just there to die. Like <laughs> oh, we just yeah. meet the, the bike guys, uh, the weed grower by the river, uh, the janitor. <laughs> They're just all that just poor like, guy. I'm just here, I'm just bad here to him. die. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the, so much fodder. Nobody gets any kind of development. Um, I, I'm generic janitor. I'm going to go weld on some stuff until I get thrown into a pipe. Okay. Bye. <laughs> And it's weird because I know that that scene was played for comedy with the with the sheriff lady who was being super dismissive of him when he's mm-hmm. calling and screaming. But it made me angry like it. I knew it was played for comedy. I knew they were doing a comedic beat with her being like, if it's important, he'll call back. And I was like, yeah, I fucking hate you. <laughs> like, I hate you. <laughs> Worst cop ever. <sighs> God. Oh shoot! We have a loose connection, a bunch of screaming. I'm gonna hit <laughs> the phone on the desk a couple times, and maybe that'll fix everything. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, so so Corey noticed that they had guns under their coats during their meeting, and so now he's really suspicious about these these so-called doctors. He's like, these aren't doctors. They um, never said they were. <laughs> they, it is true. They did not ever say they were doctors. They asked. Yep, and they didn't say anything. Or, but uh, so. Back in Corey's room, uh, the mom comes in, catches him talking to the dog, and she's like, you can't have this dog. And he's like, no, but he's the smartest dog you've ever seen. And then he proves it by saying, okay, Furface, there's a pack of hot dogs in the fridge, and if you go get it, you can have one. (laughs) And the dog that can't open a door goes down, <laughs> gets the <laughs> gets the hot dogs out of the refrigerator and presents them the to the mom. Refrigerator doors and door doors are very, very different. True. <laughs> and so, uh, so mom is officially won over. She thinks that that's delightful. And she's like, okay, if he knows how to get himself hot dogs, then he can stay. So <laughs> Corey gives that's him a all bath. I got. That's how I got my dog, too. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Corey's giving him a bath and he finds the uh, he finds the little tag in his ear and finds out that he's G3 and he's like, oh, you're a lab animal. That's why you're so smart. I wouldn't have thought that. I don't no. know. I thought that was I thought that was foolish too. Like he put it together way too fast. Like G34, is that your name? Oh, you must be a research animal. That's why you're so smart. <laughs> Honestly, okay. I mean, this dog is supernaturally smart. Obviously, it oh, has. Yeah. It clearly has human intelligence. So it is. It is definitely weird enough that I think, if I saw that something had a tattoo on the inside of its ear like that, that had like a lab tag on the inside, I'd go. Oh, that's weird. I hope you don't have some sort of horrible disease as well. Mm. Oh, well, (laughs) whatever. Who cares? Um, I also hope you're not psychic because that would be really uncomfortable for me as well. Yeah, it's like, what? Uh, Nova? You're from Nova? (laughs) (laughs) So uh, this is the part where uh, where Johnson and his partner watch the Oxcom tape and uh, find out that it's called the St. Francis Project, which doesn't matter. Blah, blah, blah. None of this matters. None of yep. this matters. <laughs> Obsessed with killing the dog. Blah, blah, blah. So mom is like, we have to get rid of the dog eventually, though. He's He's got to belong to someone, you know, and, you know, they, they've got to be looking for him. Oh, wait, before we jump to this, can I just say that after they watch the tape, Ironside pulls out the tape and lights it on fire inside yeah. the room. Do you know how stinky that would be? He has no conscience and no sense of smell. Oh, I forgot the smell part. He didn't mention that, but it's got to be part of his character. It's definitely to do that. part of it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's so weird. But uh, one of my favorite parts here is mom quizzing the dog now because she's like, oh, he has to go back. And there's like, no, no, no. But he's really smart. You can't let he doesn't belong to anyone. And they're like, well, OK, which one's a house? That one. Which one's Abraham Lincoln? <laughs> this one oh no she's like she the dog knows who abraham lincoln is that's right yeah like what i could understand the dog understanding language i guess i'm willing to buy that but yeah are you telling me this dog had history courses in his secret laboratory that he was in he totally did and (laughs) he knows enough to know that he can't recite the gettysburg address yes Mom asks if he can recite the Gettysburg Address, and he barks once or twice for whatever is no. Twice for no. (laughs) And to be fair, I can't either. (laughs) See, there you go. Uh, And this is where we go to that awesome, weird hobo house of the guy who is the random weed dealer, I guess. Oh, yep. They say that he's growing weed. But we don't I, see any weed anywhere. <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't see any of that. All we know is that he has lots of fish everywhere that he's like drying yeah. fish on every surface that he can find because he comes in and he's like, somebody's messed with my fish. And he's really pissed that someone was messing <laughs> with his fish. And he goes inside. And basically the first thing that happens, all we know is that he doesn't like people messing with his fish before a giant Sasquatch hand comes in from the ceiling and I guess kills him. Give so, it up for River Hobo guy. Great to know him for two that, minutes. That's his, <laughs> that's his 30 seconds. Thank you. Yep. And yeah, too this bad. This movie has a very high body count, but it's all people that are just yep. so paper thin. Like yeah. They're just there to die. And I mean, it's some like, of them even have speaking lines. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there's this scene too, which 
I think was probably an afterthought. I think this this voiceover was probably something that they threw in later because they they needed to explain where the fuck he was going. So Travis goes to school the next day. And on his way to school, we have a slow-mo of him walking so that they can get in this argument between him and his mom saying, you can't take the dog, you can't leave, you can't do this, blah, blah, blah. If you do that, the dog is gone. You have to go to school. And so he's walking to school. That's why he's not paying attention. What would seem like a dereliction of his duties at this point, he's not doing. So there we go. That's why he's going to school. That's when he meets the three kids on the bike. So we are established that they're, they're friends. And yes, he's friends with three boys on bicycles. Three boys <laughs> on bicycles. Uh, the three kids on the bicycle. That have sick riding gloves, sick perms. <laughs> Fuck that dude's mullet. Oh, my God. Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> oh, my God. Mullet Boys on Bikes featuring uh, not Luke Perry. What the fuck is his name? Uh, uh, Jason Priestley. Jason Priestley, yeah. <laughs> so good. That is a that is a group of, of kids that I would have wanted to hang out with. Yep. Man. Just swap out those bikes and skateboards, right? <laughs> exactly. I was also a big fan of bikes. Yeah. You can do both. Uh, so, okay. We get the, but not the, rollerbladers. No. Why you? <laughs> I don't know why we were so mad at rollerbladers back in the eighties. What the fuck was our problem I, in the nineties? I wasn't judgmental. Fuck. Yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> I was the rollerblade kid. <laughs> I'm, wait, no, I'm the rollerblade kid? Yeah, I, I was guy. a skateboard. I was a skateboard kid. <laughs> I, I still can't for the life of me. I think it's just because everybody gets tribal and dickish when they're a kid, you know? And yep. so you're like, oh, what? You're writing this thing that's almost identical to the thing that I'm writing, but it's slightly different? <laughs> Go to hell. Dork! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Yep. So, <laughs> Dead Fish Man uh, Ironsides goes to Travis's house while he's at school and the most inexplicable character shows up here. We have this again. I again. I said it earlier. Everybody's a fucking cartoon in this movie. They're like, okay, who are we gonna have here? Well, obviously, this is where you're gonna put your Cockney appliance repair guy. So I'm Australian. I'm gonna say things like "mate," "bloody hell," all the classics. <laughs> this is an actual British actor. I that blew my mind because. All I could think was, this is a very bad accent. I don't know if maybe he was trying for an Australian accent over his oh, British Oh, I thought he was accent. Australian, yeah. But this, I was like, I heard the Cockney a little bit, and I was like, okay. Then I thought I heard an Australian accent. It could literally just be what happens when you have a Canadian accent and a British accent overlaying <laughs> themselves. But because this movie is very oh. Canadian. It is chock full of Canadians. Oh, this okay. Movie, I, just thought, I thought it was an Australian accent. This movie looks like a CBC TV show, like I, which is another reason I love it. It feels very Never Canadian. lived in Montreal, so I'll take your word. <laughs> it feels very Canadian. Um, so, yes, he's he shows up and he, uh, Ironsides shows up at Travis's house. And he, there's this random dude there fixing the dryer with this weird accent. And he asks him a bunch of questions. He's like, does he have a dog? And blah, blah, blah. 
Luckily, he doesn't know about the dog, so he gets a pass. First, and... It, he also makes that weird sexual appliances joke where he's just like, I'm just here fixing the appliances, uh, so to say. <laughs> mm. I don't get it. What? I don't get yeah. it. <laughs> and I don't even know get who he was. Like he's in this woman's house, he's... then he tries to he does that weird ass foot massage thing later on. So it's like I think they're I don't dating. feel like I don't feel like they're dating. I feel like he's a pushy dude that just wants in on her. Yeah, like he is why way why is too he allowed in there to that's possible. And he cannot fix a dryer to save his life either. <laughs> I, well, I he kinda can. I mean, no, we can't. The last time we the, see it, he gets shot by his own handiwork. <laughs> unless the Sasquatch <laughs> fixed it, because eventually his head's rolling around in it. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe the Sasquatch fixed it while he was <laughs> gone. The Sasquatch poked out his eyes, ripped off his head, put it in the dryer, and then set it to spin. <laughs> I love I love that idea that the, the Sasquatch that took the now. time to turn the knob. <laughs> I'm like, I think this needs air fluff. Perfect. And the Sasquatch probably got shocked a bunch of times trying to do it too. <laughs> like, oh, this gag is way too good. It's worth being shocked a few times. <laughs> also, that would have been a great ending for the movie. Sasquatch electrocuted on the floor there. That's the yeah. end of the movie. <laughs> I would have been into that. Uh, okay. And the Sasquatch is like, those cops are totally going to get shocked when they try to shut the dryer off. <laughs> okay. Explain this thing. Oh, this is just yeah. this is just to, to kill them off. That's what it is. This felt like it was something that was going to be a plot thing. But again, they're just fodder. So the, the stranger kid, stranger things, mullet kids go out into the into the woods and they stumble across the yeah they stumble across the cops who have found this place and they're like oh the police are out at they must have found the old man whatever his name is found all the weed that he's growing yeah Yeah. (laughs) weed and they all high five and they say 420 and whatever and then and then piggy says we should get out of here before somebody sees us even though we've done nothing wrong whatsoever we should probably get out of here what yeah don't know this uh, this th- these bike kids exist to have the death seat in the woods yeah like they do not have any point in this movie that's whatsoever that's why i assume zero that like i assumed that piggy would get away so that he would have some like he's telling them that some kind know, of character arc yeah right so you have no. some sort of thing where they're like oh by the way i saw this in the woods and this is what's happening and that that yeah. actually tells travis what's going on that would have helped you know like a little bit more to put it together but it wasn't we, even we that. had that br- we had that brief like 30 second scene where travis says hi to him like so he knows he knows them he never finds out that they die or anything. No. Their, their deaths never get brought up whatsoever. Like, these kids are just absolutely pointless additions to this movie. It's so you crazy scrap, that they... You, you could scrap every scene with the bike kids, and you wouldn't lose, lose a damn thing in the movie. No, whatsoever. and but I mean, especially yeah. him meeting them. I mean, th- that becomes absurdly, like, pointless. I mean... Yeah. Why Why have them know each other at all? That scene does not need to be there yeah. other than to just that pad time. That doesn't even factor into it. Not at all. So, whatever. Yep. Um. So, they all die. And again, Piggy only dies because of the fucking random tree fall. <laughs> the impossibleness. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, uh, 
Corey had to stay after school because the dog barked. The dog got into the... That's right. The dog ran away when uh, when Ironsides shows up at the house and ran that's to the right. school to tell him that he's in danger. He comes up, he types on his little thing. He's like, danger, something <laughs> like that, that he types onto his computer while he's in computer oh, oh, class. Oh. Just rewind like a minute. Yeah. Uh, when the dog can't... When the, I, I don't know what it is about it, but I love it. When the dog's trying to get into the school... And he can't open the door. And those two girls see the dog. They're like, oh, we should let him in. Yeah. And they let the dog in. And then there's just that specific shot of them laughing together. <laughs> and I don't know why, but I just loved it. Like, I'm just thinking, like, what's so funny? Like, <laughs> we let a dog in. <laughs> why? <laughs> that is pretty funny. I mean, I love the idea of letting a dog into a school randomly. For some reason, I just rewound it twice to watch that stupid giggle. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Man, this movie so funny. Yeah, so, do- so, so dog goes to school. Uh, yep. Dog goes into Corey's computer class. Uh, sits behind. I guess it's Corey's computer. Yep. He, he knows that which one nose. is Corey's computer um, because he can smell put, him there. Ah, and then puts a pencil in his sock puppet mouth and <laughs> types out a warning <laughs> on the keyboard. <laughs> yep, he does. Uh, and so he, but he barks. At some point, which gets Corey in trouble for some reason, which is mildly inexplicable. It's like, why would you assume that's his dog? Instantly. Corey, I want to see you after class. Not, whoa, who brought the dog in? Whoa, is that your dog? Nope, nope. After nope, class. <laughs> Just instantly blames it on him. So, and then when he when he keeps Corey after class, I know his name's Travis. I'm just going to call him Corey. Yeah. Uh, when he keeps Corey after class, he lets the dog stay there too. Like he doesn't even care about the dog at all. <laughs> so like, what he are you being have, punished for? <laughs> he must have let the dog stay through the entire class after being mad exactly. that the dog barked once. Not only did he stay through the class, he stayed through the rest of the school day and then through his detention. The dog yeah. has been there for like six fucking hours hanging out with Corey. It's like, if you were so mad about this, you probably would have kicked the dog out, but whatever yeah so he did it and then he's like all right i'm done with my work and the computer teacher looks at it and he's like wow it's better than usual and he goes the dog helped <laughs> it was pretty funny that was it was pretty, pretty funny that's pretty funny um okay so this is where uh the the government sasquatch to... yeah go on <laughs> so government sasquatch has followed them to the school tracked him to the computer class but Travis and Furface, uh, because this thing is always a fucking day late and a dollar short, they, fucking, they left hours ago. But the computer teacher has no fucking life, so he's just still hanging out there. Like, if he was there for detention, he was there till probably 4, 4.30, something like that. And then the teacher's still there at like 5 or 6. This is very sad. His, his wife is just sitting alone at the kitchen table with the dinner made. Crying. And- some crying while that dork's just grading papers. He's playing <laughs> that he Zork. couldn't that he, that he couldn't get finished during detention where he was not doing anything. He was probably playing with a dog. <laughs> um, so I just walked him around the gym a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> he shit everywhere. Oh well. <laughs> Coach McAnany's from. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that dude. Uh, yeah. So, the, <laughs> so the maintenance man. Here's the computer science guy get murdered and the the camera explains to us how this happens which I think is actually kind of fun 
because it is it's weird terrible. because you're like, okay, he's in a classroom. This guy's down in the boiler room. Fuck you. He's not going to hear anything. Yep. And he's like, no, no, you will because of this specific pipe that the camera is going to follow. We're going to get a tracking shot of this thing. There we go. Look at it. <laughs> Look at this pipe. Air vents, air vents, air vents solve everything. <laughs> yeah. And so he hears him scream through the air vent and, and then calls the police, which is like one of the smartest horror movie things I've ever heard. Like it yeah. is shocking that this guy knew enough to call the cops. So I'm going to grab a screwdriver and go up there and see what that is. Right. That's what <laughs> that doesn't that's happen. What, <laughs> what normally would happen. Yeah. 99 out of a hundred horror movies. He would grab a flashlight, a fucking screwdriver, a jackknife yeah. or whatever. And be like, I wonder I, what I that was. I got a box cutter. I'm going to take <laughs> this guy on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, he does the right thing and still dies. So he calls yep. the cops. This is that that phone call where he starts screaming in the middle of it. And the lady at the sheriff's office does the, uh, if it's important, he'll call back. Yep. And so but he's the not going to call back when he's impaled on a pipe. So <laughs> true. So true. So the sheriff decides to take her to the school to go look for the government Sasquatch. And uh, and meanwhile, the, the the monster is roaming the halls. And gets mad at a teddy bear. That was. Does that? Oh fuck! I forgot about that. Does that ever come into play again? It he steals we, the teddy bear. What I what I thought was going to be that either he took it with him and then it was going to be dropped somewhere and that would be evidence as to where he went, or that he was going to poke the eyes out of it and we were going to see an eyeless teddy bear somewhere. We didn't see any of these things. There was no point to it whatsoever. It's completely dropped, right? Yeah. Yep, completely dropped. Just making sure I didn't miss anything. Okay, yeah. Yep. So no, he, he... Steals, he sees a teddy bear. He steals a teddy bear. That's cool. <laughs> That's the end of that. That's the end of that plot point. Yep. Um, the sheriff and his deputy, I assume she's a deputy. Uh, she uh, is Deputy Porter. Okay. <laughs> They're roaming the uh, the school halls with shotguns, which is problematic just in general but uh they eventually also weird sign of the times the school is unlocked they just walk on in the yeah they just walk in with shotguns from uh from 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 doing the world of pizza delivery these days every school is locked up wow (laughs) you gotta ding in and let yourself and you gotta buzzed in by the secretary now holy crap i didn't know that they're not all open like uh when we were kids yeah man that's sad uh, Six anyway. world. Yeah. <laughs> How are Sasquatches going to break in and kill your computer science teacher? <laughs> so they find him dead. They find the janitor hanging from the wall in the metal shop. And then they're like sneaking around and they go to a weird little side room of the boiler room. Oh, 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 oh one point here. Uh, they find the computer teacher dead first. Yep. And then the, and then the cop goes downstairs. Yeah. What? <laughs> what part of that dead teacher up there makes you think I should go to the basement? I mean, makes no sense. The whatsoever. only <laughs> they didn't know where they didn't even know who made the call. You know what I mean? They didn't know I mean, the janitor. They, who, he did they didn't know the janitor's basement was in the basement. I don't the think they would have known basement. where his office was, but they did know he was the maintenance guy. He did go out of his way to say. I'm, he did say I, that. He's like, okay. I do maintenance at the school, and I heard a scream, and blah, blah, blah. so he did. He did at least tell them that he was the maintenance man. So if he, if the cops somehow knew something about the school and knew where that weird boiler room was, he'd know where the maintenance guy was. 
So maybe, maybe he was a horror. Maybe he was a horror fan because every janitor's room is in the basement in horror movies. Yes. <laughs> I mean. Okay, I guess it makes total sense. Cop is a horror fan. Janitor basement. Okay. That's, that's what it is. But it just um, cracked me up so much when he found the body. He was like downstairs. <laughs> oh, absolutely. It made it made very little sense. What made even less sense to me? This has to be an actual boiler room, probably for a school. But like I. They walk into this room and it looks like a fucking 19th century steam ship or something. There's a giant the big rubber band police with nothing covering it. It's like it's like a child decapitator just sitting in the middle of this room that runs their giant boiler system. That is the it's most dangerous it's looking shit I've ever seen in my life. It's a machine that looks like the instruments in How the Grinch Stole Christmas. <laughs> like it's just like all these big rubber bands and pulleys and everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, but clearly that is an actual machine that was actually doing something somewhere. So that yeah. was weird. Um, <laughs> all right. So finally, we get uh, the uh, the deputy climbs up on a ladder, and you know what happens when people climb up on ladders in this movie. They get uh, yeah, they fall into power boxes. They fall. So, uh, yeah, so she gets swatted into a into an electrical box, gets electrocuted, and my favorite my favorite '80s trope: <sighs> falling into some kind of power power supply and getting electrocuted. Yeah, happened all the too. time back then. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, which is that was the least dangerous thing in that room, too. I mean, you had that yeah, massive cast iron spinning wheel going a jillion miles an hour with a big why wouldn't she get her head cut off by that you you showed it like dude, honestly probably it. because it was too fucking dangerous to get near that thing <laughs> but her her death always reminds me of like uh just like falling into the fuse box at your house and going ah <laughs> Yes, exactly. I just love that trope. You see, I think in defense of her, of like just her death, not any of the other ones in the in the eighties and nineties. Um, at least she hit it really hard. At least there's something that yeah. you could go, okay, she she hit it so hard that maybe she broke something. But yep. I mean, even then, so it's silly. Kind yeah. of what it's made to withstand is people falling into it so that they don't get electrocuted. But either way. And they She's probably have dead. breakers on them, too, just like the yeah. outlet by our sinks, you know what I mean, that shut off when they do bad things. <laughs> yeah, I think so. So the sheriff is now, like, he gets his shotgun knocked away pretty much instantly. So he doesn't, he, all he has is his sidearm. And I don't think he ever manages to discharge it. Does he ever actually no. fire his I handgun? Think so. I, think he, he, I think he runs. He, he smartly runs away. Yeah. Um, and brave, just, brave Sir Robbins. He does. I, <laughs> I know it's so it's such a, a piddly thing to complain about. But one of the things that always bothers me about this scene is he's running away and he's like, oh, I'll I'll slow this monster down by throwing these lockers. And I'm like, yeah, how did you get your fingers between the lockers to get enough torque to pull the fucking locker down. Oh, damn. I don't get it. I don't know how that's yeah. possible. It's like he has laser guided aim between those lockers to get his hand in there to pull yeah. them down. I don't you really tell me those lockers aren't bolted to the wall whatsoever. Also, th <laughs> that seems like a real OSHA violation there to not have those things bolted to the wall. That's going to push a kid. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, so that was weird too. So but we got another dead nerd. He had too many books in his locker. Tipped <laughs> <laughs> over on him. <laughs> That's what you get for reading, nerd. Yeah, you dork. <laughs> uh, but the sheriff's cowardly ways save him for a little while. So he uh, he runs off, manages to get out the door, get to his truck, and drive away before the Sasquatch manages to kill him. Um, and so he and he goes out to uh, to find uh, Ironsides and I there's probably I think it's another giant media circus going on wherever wherever this most recent murder happened and he's like you you're gonna tell me everything and blah blah, blah or else I'm going to the press and he's like I'll tell you everything I'm just not gonna do it in front of everyone here come on let's go someplace isolated where I can kill you and yep. Whatever. But first, I'm, like, but first, I'm going to tell you totally everything before I kill you. <laughs> it's I, so I, stupid. Like you got you. I don't feel like he had any intent other than to kill him in that secluded area. He already had him in that secluded area. Why did he tell him the whole story about everything that went down? Again, it just must have been one of his his mutant powers. Like he has no conscience, but he's terrible <laughs> at secrets. He just always has to spill the beans. <laughs> he's just so excited. He's got to tell somebody about this fun yeah. project. I mean, come on. That's, that's got to be a fun story to share uh, with everybody. Uh, all, all three factions of the product of the uh, experiments just have their flaws. You know what I mean? The dog can't talk. It's a dog, but he's super smart. The monster just hates dogs. He can't do anything but kill dogs. And the third one, he just has to spill the beans and tell he's, secrets every, yeah, every he's chance just, he gets. He's just shitty. They just can't. Secrets. They just cannot perfect the perfect killing machine over at that place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm. I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna just be. I'm gonna you know throw something crazy out there. What if you get like a plane, and it like flies over and like drops like a an explosive in like bomb shape, and it just blows up whatever you want to kill. How about that instead? I mean, listen, I get why you would want to genetically engineer dogs and Sasquatches to go chase each other or whatever. But what if you could just have a big explosive device that kills everybody in a certain location? Wouldn't dogs that be kind of cool? Dogs are cuter than bombs. So true. God damn. <laughs> it was the cuteness factor of this project that got people going. Uh. It's like the head scientist is like, my wife thinks the dog's cute. <laughs> Uh, the president wants us to kill a bunch of dogs to get this done. I don't know how else to do it. Uh, all right. Okay. So he does take the sheriff away. And then as soon as he's finished tell, spilling the beans, he then grabs him and crushes his windpipe by smashing his head through the, <laughs> through the side window I of the truck, crushing his throat and then poking his eyes out to frame the Sasquatch. I absolutely love this scene. Yeah. Like, because I started watching it, I was just like, "Dude, why doesn't he just shoot the fucking dude?" You know what I mean? Instead of like slamming his head through a window, make it slicing his throat with the broken window yeah. against the car door, then chucking him onto the hood of the car. I'm like, "Whoa, holy over fucking kill!" And then once he pokes the eyeballs out, I'm like, "Oh, I see what you're doing." And that's I just think it's brilliant. It's it's great. It's I mean, yep. and. Again, if you have it's my, my favorite, it's my favorite kill of the movie, and Ironsides kills it. Like yeah. he's so so brutal at it. Oh, he is. He's so fucking scary. Like Ironsides uh -huh. is just a, like 
I don't know how I like what it would be like to know him as a human being, like just, you know, regular every day, go out to breakfast yeah. with him kind of person because he it plays a psycho so effectively. It's, he's probably such a sweetheart. Real I'm life. sure he is. I'm sure he's I'm sure he's the best dude, but yeah. he is scary as fuck. Yep. It's it's the fucking tooth acting. It really is. Nobody can act like he has tooth forward acting. It's mostly about like smiling with his teeth put together in the front and like just crazy eyes. Woo. Yeah. Love it. So tooth acting. <laughs> it's, my new it's my new favorite term. <laughs> he's America's greatest tooth actor. Uh, okay. <laughs> So uh, Gary Busey might give him a run oh, for the money. Shit, that's so true. <laughs> oh, and uh, also unrelated to everything, I just want to say, uh, Gary Busey Pet Judge that's streaming on Amazon Prime, it's incredible. <laughs> have you watched any of that? I haven't. I don't want to. <laughs> it's so good, bro. <laughs> uh, it scares me. Uh if you have Amazon Prime, Gary Ducey Pet Judge is included in it, and it's totally <laughs> worth it. <laughs> I will probably do that. Ah, oh, shit. Oh, my God. Okay, so uh, we, we go back to our Cockney appliance repair guy who, like, he, I don't know, he kind of looks like a low-rent William Cat, I think, you know? A little bit of that look, greatest American oh, hero kind of thing. I love the cat man. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like... He's starting to get creepy. He's now his responsibilities have expanded from fixing household appliances to also rubbing mom's feet, uh, in spite of her constant insistences that he stop doing that. Um, it's the weirdest scene. He's like, "Let me give you a foot massage. Let me give you ah, do that. I'll do that. I'll massage your foot." And then once he starts doing it, he's like, "You know, all the body's organs are represented in the feet. You know, we got the liver, we got the spleen, we got the lungs. Like, what are you fucking doing?" It's the most unsexy foot massage I've ever seen. <laughs> like, if you're really trying to score, spleen massages. Yep. <laughs> no, it God, is. What a fucking dork. <laughs> it's so weird. It's so bizarre. And then he's like, yeah. oh, why don't ladies like to have sex with creepy dudes that rub their feet for no reason? <laughs> And tell them that they have lungs in their feet. I mean, yeah. I, I said everything right, right? Yeah. <laughs> I said all the all the weird stuff about internal organs and right, foot right. rubs. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Luckily, Travis comes home and interrupts the creepiness. And he brings, he and Furface are there. And uh, and when the, the Cockney appliance repair guy sees him, he's reminded that, oh, yeah, that NASA guy came by to ask if you had a dog. <laughs> And, you know, some murders or whatever. Oh, also, you mean your teacher's dead. You mean NSO? <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. yeah, that's right. I was wondering why a spaceman would want a dog. Because <laughs> that's a humor joke. Oh, I'm a chimney sweep. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> and so once Travis this finds out that somebody was there. What? <laughs> no, nothing. Uh, so once Travis finds out that cocky man told him that the guy was looking and for the dog, he's like, I gotta get out of here. And so there's a scene where he drives that 52 GMC pickup truck again. He's about to leave, but the mom catches him. And in what, the two, three minutes that that happened, the creature was able to sneak in. Yeah. Totally kill, yeah. totally kill the Aussie. Put his head on spin dry, uh, and get out of there. 
and nobody heard a thing? Definitely, that like, was dude, my that biggest guy, question. That Aussie was so loud when he was just having fun and talking. You tell yeah. me he didn't scream or nobody heard anything? Like, he would have at least been like, fly me! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he did two minutes pass, did 30 seconds pass, did three hours pass. There is no indication. Um, You didn't hear a naturally loud guy get killed by an unnaturally loud creature in the house that you're sitting in front of right now. Yeah. Well, okay. (laughs) So this this is the beginning of it's starting to make less sense involving the involving their, the relationship with the government guys and knowing that this fucking monster shows up wherever he is. So he literally knows now Travis realizes this now that the monster shows up everywhere. He has just been, he's like, he literally talks to the dog and is like, okay, so the monster's following you and every place we've been, the monster shows up and kills everybody. Okay, cool. Let's leave and don't tell mom or this other dude and just have them stay at this place that we know the fucking monster is going to come and kill everybody. He knows that he knows that every place he has left, everybody dies. Yep. And he doesn't tell his mom. He's just going to let his mom die. Yeah. So he was clearly just like that. I don't give a shit, whatever, fuck that. So he leaves them alone, and then he comes back, and he's like, oh, yeah, that monster that I was just going to let kill you is totally coming in here. Oh, and it killed Cockney appliance (laughs) repair guy. Might want to warn your mom, bro. (laughs) Yeah, so so they do come back in, and they're like, oh, shit, Um, I hear a head thumping around in this now working dryer. Mom is excited because finally the dryer works again. But, uh, (laughs) you know, it's covered in blood. And so <laughs> Travis runs upstairs, grabs a rifle, and the monster is hot on their heels, and they jump over to the next the next roof next door. This is another thing that I love. Like, holy shit, we see the monster. They saw him. They saw the monster's face out the window. Yep. And they're like, fuck the back door. Let's run upstairs. <laughs> yes. I, I mean, they had an interest. I mean, the fact that, Travis had a gun certainly made a little bit of sense. If he was like, maybe. if I can get far enough ahead of it, maybe I can shoot it. I can get that. Um, this whole scene, I don't, I don't buy the, the dog just jumping into nothingness. Also, that was a hilarious fucking Looney Tunes scene of the dog. <laughs> yes, like, there was. is nothing that I like less, obviously, <laughs> than an animal put into a, a position of being hurt. In a movie, even when it's fake, I'm still annoyed by it. But this was so fucking funny. It was so, like, it was the fucking Roadrunner. It was, like, Wile E. Coyote running off a cliff. The dog jumps into dead space and just falls. (laughs) Like, this ultra-intelligent dog that is this (laughs) genetically created Einstein of a dog is like, well, I'm just not going to look where I'm jumping. Whoop, boink, and just falls, you know, one story, maybe a little less onto the ground. Not enough to injure it that much. That much, I guess. I still had to go to the vet and he what, couldn't walk for 10 minutes, I guess. Yeah, no, <laughs> like, maybe. They never, even, they never even, like, disclosed what injury he had. Like, the dog got hurt jumping off the roof, for sure. Yeah. As 
because he was hurt and had to go to the vet and he couldn't walk, you know. Then the vet's like, oh, he's fine. He's going to be fine. And then sure enough, like, next scene, he's fine. He is fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love the vet, too, when he, when he leaves to uh, call the reward money. He's like, I'm just going to get some antibiotic cream. I'll be right back. <laughs> Antibiotic cream for what, dude? Dog fell off the fucking roof. He doesn't have a virus. Yes. Um, So there's another media circus wherever the last killing happened, and Ironside's partner is, like, finally starting to to suspect that he's fucking nuts. You know, he finally is seeing the Ironsides of him. And then... uh, then we get this yeah exactly so travis (laughs) didn't you see the teeth uh so travis and the mom go to the vets and the vet sees the tattoo on Furface's ear and immediately excuses himself to go narc on them so he has a apparently they've been handing out these flyers to every vet so that you know to say that there's a reward they claim that he's escaped from a uh, like a cancer society, something or other. That yeah. he's a, a lab animal from that. Who knows? Um, I, I, I love the idea of the skeezy vet who's just like, <laughs> oh, a dog. I'm going to turn it in. <laughs> I'm going to get that reward money. Yeah. <laughs> then I'm going to hit the tracks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, he's a dick. But yep. they see that he's going out there. Travis follows him and he's like, Mom get the fucking dog let's get out of here and so they sneak out the door vet doesn't notice they get in the truck and take off um then they they keep driving until it becomes night out and then we get my favorite thing in the maybe one of my favorite things in the movie which is her saying it's late and i'm tired we should pull off and go to a motel to sleep (laughs) <laughs> like whatever her line is that's like guys oh, do you think awful. we wouldn't have known what was gonna happen here like that you pulled off to a motel and we wouldn't have thought oh it's because it's nighttime and they want to sleep you had to like show you had to <laughs> tell don't show that whole thing that cracked me up this but, whole this whole thing bothers me too um because because of how sexy mom's I, outfit was it was like that was weird <laughs> or because of or because of the fact that Travis was sleeping naked with a dog was that the thing because <laughs> that creeped me out too nope uh, it didn't even bother me a bit um, the, the thing the thing I have the problem with is that they're I guess the end destination was the camp that they had yeah you know like and they know they're on the run from the law yep. like fucking suck it up buy us fucking coffee stay up keep driving to that damn camp where nobody knows you own, nobody knows yeah. that. You know what I mean? You're gonna go to a hotel where you log in in your 1952 GMC, completely identifiable pickup. It's gonna be right out there in front of your room. It's the 80s. Buy some fucking yellow jackets at the gas station and just <laughs> drive. <laughs> Holy shit, dude! I I remember I used to work at a uh, telemarketing firm, and I would work the morning shift. I had to be there at like eight, and I remember going to 7-Eleven. Buying yellow jackets and Jolt Cola, taking like two yellow jackets, chugging Jolt Cola, and then I would just be like a fucking coked up madman on the phone selling diet pills. <laughs> you were taking diet pills. Yeah, <laughs> those are literally the same thing you were selling. It was like epinephrine. <laughs> yeah, I used to sell fake Viagra 
and pretend I was like a 50, 60 year old dude. And I was like, man, this is just like high school. Back of the Chevy sex, you are going to love this stuff. Oh my <laughs> fuck, you. Are you for real? <laughs> yeah, I am. They let me get away with anything. Um, but my, my, I, I was very good friends with my buddy Jason, who worked in the monitoring department. So I was just like putting on voices, using fake names, like <laughs> just like doing anything to sell a thing. Oh, that's... Uh, my my but my buddy at that job said it best, and I do have regrets. Um, but he was like, with this job, Maddie, you leave your conscience at the door, and you take it out to the bar and get it bombed, so it forgets everything I did that day afterwards. <laughs> like, totally true. That's so, God, what an evil industry. That is so <laughs> terrible and evil. But again, it's like yelling at a telemarketer who, you know, who calls you for something like normal, like phone service or whatever. It's like, it's not be, them. Be, They're a poor person who needs to make enough money to fucking live. Yell at the fucking correct. corporate douchebag that sent them out on this mission. It is correct. not their and fault. For the, and for that reason, whenever I get a telemarketer, I'm always super polite. Yeah. And I ask them kindly, please just take me off your list. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I am, I will never ever be rude to a telemarketer because I have been there. And nope. yes, it is a poor person job. Like it sucks, man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I used to sell diet pills, fake Viagra, and like they would encourage us to be rude. It was a terrible job. They're just like, you're selling diet pill. Tell these chicks they're going to look fat and ugly this summer season, and they need this to look Holy great on the beach. Shit. And I'm just like, oh, I can't, I can't do that. <laughs> oh my God. That, yeah, is, that is crazy evil shit. Yep. Whoa. And for, <laughs> for the record, I never, I, I, never, I never did the fat shaming. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it at all. Man, that is. But pretend, that, but pretending I was a sixty-year-old dude with boner problems and that this pill changed my life, I did that. <laughs> I mean, at least that sounds fun. So I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can totally get that. <laughs> this is just like banging your high school girlfriend in the back of the Chevy, man. It's fucking great. You're gonna love this stuff. <laughs> What I love is that you know you were probably seventeen or whatever, and so your voice was like totally like a 17 year old and then unconvincing yep. but they just went yep. with it anyway i love they, that they, uh, a lot of people called me ma'am <laughs> <laughs> they, they thought i was a girl when they talked to me <laughs> also great so so all the evidence that like yes my voice has definitely dropped over the years but yeah when i was doing that job yeah a lot of people thought i was a girl when i answered the phone and i was like i can sell it to you for this okay ma'am uh let me think about it <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah good times I, <laughs> so awful. Other, other other fun fact my my other buddies worked at this place in the um returns department they would get a commission if they could talk people out of returning the product that was how they uh, made money so uh, like this eczema cream is making my skin burn yeah yeah it does that in the first week or so but just give it a try <laughs> give it a try give it another few days it just call us back in a few days if it's still making your skin burn, and then we'll refund you. If they can do that, they got commission. How fucking dystopian sci-fi is that? <laughs> oh, and and people say we're living in a late-stage capitalist decline. Come on, guys. Yeah. What a this, weird. This place. seems pretty great, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. Ah. Uh. I'm sorry, this Soylent Green is giving me an allergic reaction. Now just eat more Soylent Green. No, just, and just eat more of it. Like, you know, if, it's still, if it still makes you sick, give us a call in like a week when that return policy is like 
past its expiration date and you can't get your money back, then just give me a call and we'll work it all out. <laughs> Monsters. Yeah. Monsters, I tell you. That's I was the... a monster. <laughs> I was a nice monster. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I believe Still a monster. That. Still a monster. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to... I'm not going to absolve myself of all guilt here. So yeah. But I mean, again, when you're working for fucking minimum wage and you don't know where else yep. to get a job, it's like, this is, this is the system, man. That's not, yep. <laughs> that's not the poor people you need to be blaming for this shit. But either nope. way, let me tell you something about, about dogs and Sasquatches. Let me get back to a little story. I like to call Dean Koontz's watcher. Ah, is that what we're talking about? Yeah, yeah, it is. So, uh, they're at this fucking motel and this is that, the beginning of that, the stupid part where it's like, okay, you absolutely know where they are. They know that they've been here. Um, he sneaks out and takes off and leaves his mom behind. Whatever. Okay. The mom, the mom tells him, right. Tells him to leave her behind. Yeah. So that she can, so that she can distract them. Stall them Uh, and they can, yep. Right. And so they, but they know that he was there when they leave. They're a hundred percent certain that he was there. So they could have called whatever SWAT team or whatever they had to say, Hey guys, bring every gun you have to this motel because the fucking Sasquatch is coming here to kill everyone. Yep, and they also could have like set up a roadblock on all two streets leading away from the hotel to like, yeah, stop him. <laughs> yep, there's like one and, road, and we, and, we, and we forgot to mention the hotel owner and his wife are another cartoon character. Yeah, like they're just goofy. I don't even know what the accent is. Is it Russian? Like, yeah, it's some sort of Eastern European accent. But it's just like they're just goofy for the sake of being goofy. It's just like. No yep. other real she human hates, beings exist in this movie other than the main character. She hates dogs. That's, that's the only yeah, thing you know. She hates dogs. She doesn't oh, want dogs. I got, to, I got to be super weird and being like, oh my gosh, this room is going to stink for a week because there is a dog here. While opera music plays. It's just like nobody is normal in this movie except for the main character. Yeah. She basically goes in after after they set up and she's like cleaning the room with her vacuum and whatever. And then... After a few really fake out scares, you know, they do a lot of that on forever. It's some real stereotypical stuff with the mirror. There's that like, oh, we got the medicine cabinet. Oh, I was startled by that. Oh, I'm going to close it. Oh, I need to open it back up again. Ah, Sasquatch arm. I got grabbed by the Sasquatch. (laughs) Then then killed to, to opera music. So... Another scene that could have just been excised completely. It didn't add anything except another body, and it wasn't that fun to watch either. <laughs> and in the end of things, who cares if yeah. the monster kills the hotel operator? I it's, don't. I don't even know her name. What's her name? No, me either. But I will tell you I will tell you that if you're going to pad a movie like this, pad it with murder. And I think that's what they did. It's that if you if your options are have them talk about like the government operation and like sit around and do boring like whatever shit. Don't you know? <laughs> we it, should go it, for a hike in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> just, just kill stuff. It's way more interesting for me. So okay, yeah, I'll give it that. Okay. 
that's that's all. So uh, after this conversation with the mom, Ironsides is like, if we brought you to see Tracy, would you believe us? And she says yes, which I I don't know what's going on. I guess she just uh, there's there's a supposition here that she's only mad at the two of them because she thinks that they killed Tracy, which is not the not the truth. The rest of this yeah. is all of this other shit. It's like, it's like, what if we can prove to you that we didn't kill this person? Will you hop in our car with us? No, that doesn't <laughs> prove shit. I mean, the, he has a his lines here are fucking awesome. I really enjoy Michael Ironsides being evil Michael Ironsides saying, you know, it's really fashionable to say that the government is full of all these evil secret organizations that are out yeah. to get you. But, you know, I'm telling you that I'm on your side. <laughs> <laughs> it's so beautiful. It's so political. It's such a, it's such that like, yeah, that wrangling in yeah. perfect. <laughs> it's, it's so good. Um, so they do that. Um, after Travis and Furface are out at that evil dead cabin, you know, we cut back to, to Ironsides and the mother visiting Tracy and they're like, Oh, you know, she's all bandaged up and sedated. Uh, but then she realizes that there's nothing under the bandage and she's not actually hurt. And that she's just been, that she's got like three or four track marks where they've been keeping her sedated for like however long. And so she's like, Oh wait, this guy who's clearly a psychopath is clearly a psychopath. And Mm. As soon as she realizes that, they basically lock her in alone with Tracy and close the door. And this scene is so fucking stupid. It makes me so mad. The scene where they were, it's revealed where he's going. It's like, why would you say this out loud? You know, this is a secret government agency. Why wouldn't you assume that this fucking room is bugged? It's so yep. frustrating, <laughs> but he's she doesn't. He's at Torgal, Torgal Point or wherever yeah. that camp was called. Yeah. And so just it's like, ah, oh, wait, wait, yep. to, wait to spill the beans, mom. Yeah. So out at the cabin, <laughs> Travis is having a heart to heart with the dog. And we have this conversation where he's like, okay, there's no way we're going to be able to escape this monster. Is there? Nope. Says the dog. And it's going to kill everybody. Nope. Yep. It is going to kill everybody. So I say we make a final stand here at the cabin. Yep. Says the dog. And so (laughs) so the dog dog says no to that. Oh, really? The dog is anti final stand. Anti final stand. Yeah. Well, tough shit. Cause he's in it twice. He wants to save the dog. He's not going to give up on him. So he goes in town. He buys a fuck ton of 30, 30 rounds. From a cartoon character uh, at from the another store. cartoon character. And this is what's especially funny is, again, because Kuntz is such a right-wing type of guy, it's funny that this was such an anti-right-wing little little monologue here because the idea was he shows up and he's like, he's like, you're a kid. It can't be legal for you to buy those. And he's like, I'm going to shoot an illegal grizzly bear out of, out of season. And he's like, 
oh, as long as you're doing that, it's fine. <laughs> We're yeah. going to stick it to the man. <laughs> like Grizzlies are protected. Yeah, I know. I know it. All right, kid. <laughs> Okay, you're here's kidding. all the bullets you want. <laughs> you have all the bullets you and want. Since, and as since long you're such as... a shitty, shitty hunter, you can go fucking Kevin McAllister out your fucking camp uh, like a goddamn pro. Oh, I love it. <laughs> he I turns love into it. MacGyver here. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's a Nancy at the end of uh, Elm Street. It's a A-team. It's yeah, awesome. Yeah, yes. And so, uh, <laughs> yeah, so this is the, like, this it's a straight up fucking a team preparing for the war montage. They're like, he's got a laser sensor. He's got torches. He's got, oh, a I think I saw, I think I saw that episode of a team <laughs> with the Sasquatch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, the one where they're preparing and setting traps. Like, <laughs> Oh yeah. That was a good, that was a good episode. They got trapped in a barn <laughs> and then they made something that <laughs> some ridiculous yeah. contraption to fight. And it then they the modified one where, like a vehicle to be like a tank. It was really yeah. cool. <laughs> it was the one where BA didn't want to fly, but then they made him fly by drugging yeah. him. Oh, that was the one where they broke Murdoch out, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, listen, you know, they can't all be winners. Um, so he's got all this shit. He's making pipe bombs. His dad showed him how to make pipe bombs, which is disturbing. I don't. He dealt the force. <laughs> sure. Be Delta Force all you want. You don't need to teach your child how to make pipe bombs. Um, he's doing Delta Force. He, he went to the Delta Force daycare. Parenting 101. Delta Force. Holy shit, there should be a movie called Delta Force Daycare. <laughs> I swear that's Larry right. the Cable that's Guy right was already shit. in a movie called Delta Force Daycare. Are you kidding me? No, I don't think it was that. I think it was something. It was Delta Farce was the movie I'm thinking of. Yeah, that, you know what? that exists. I bet we could pitch Delta Force Daycare and probably get it Let's made. write a movie called Delta Force Daycare <laughs> where a bunch of kids build a bunch of traps and uh, save the day. Okay. But they have to actually kill people. Is Jonathan Lipnicki still young? Can we use him? <laughs> I think he's like 40. Is that <laughs> is that young enough? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so he's... Another thing, another interesting part of this, I think they left out a lot of stuff that made me understand why Travis had gone to become a murderer at this point, where he was willing to kill two government agents to fulfill his goals here. I, I wish they had, like, if he had known that one of them had killed somebody, if he'd seen that they were, that they were, anything other than just like it's like he goes from let's run away to i'm gonna kill two fucking cops like way too fast he throws that pipe bomb out and he's like well tough shit i've got a surprise for these guys face full of nails and they're yeah. like and then he's like oh no they've got hostages so he moves it so that it doesn't kill everybody and uh yeah i don't know it just felt like it was a little too much to have him go straight for throw a pipe bomb at two government agents. You um, know what also is sad here? They destroyed a 1988 Toyota 4Runner V6 that could only have been a few months old. A few months old when this movie existed. 
That is God, a sad you story. couldn't have, you couldn't have set them up in like an old Ford Bronco or something that nobody cares about. Like they destroyed a beautiful vehicle. That was just like seriously not even a year old when they blew it up. That made me sad. <laughs> that is that's a sad story. Uh, <laughs> I hope they just got like a shell from Toyota and they didn't really kill a real one. I think they probably did. Usually that's the case. Um, yeah. So so this is when. Johnson tells his partner that everybody here has to die. He's like, nobody can leave here alive. So we're going to have to murder these kids and that lady. I hope you're down. And he's like, I can't do that. That's fucking terrible. I'm not going to murder all these people. And he's like, I kind of knew that was the case. And then he shoots him in the head. (laughs) Well, he also reveals that he's the third St. Francis experiment. Yeah. The perfect killer. The perfect killer because he doesn't have a conscience. Yeah. Like so, you like, couldn't you just have a dude do- without a conscience. There's plenty of people like that in the real world. Yeah. So do you think Ironsides was like a lab baby, like cloned? Yes. Do you think he had a life before? No. No. I think he's I think they're legitimately saying that he was raised in a lab. Okay. And that would completely back up all of his weird tooth actingness. Yes, it would. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's why he's so strange is because he was raised in a laboratory as one of the tooth acting classes. (laughs) Yes, that's where his tooth acting classes were. (laughs) So mom is also totally down to murder some government agents here. She loads up the shotgun and she's just like, oh, yeah, no, it's on. Fuck this. I'm going to kill these guys. Um, So Corey gets caught by Ironsides at some point and. He tries, like, Corey grabs the knife out of his back pocket or out of his sheath, tries to stab him. Ironsides overpowers him and just stabs him in the thigh. <laughs> so Cut, he's cuts like, him in the thigh. What's that? Cuts him, he, not stabby. Well, cuts, mm, cuts, cuts his leg open. I think he pulls the knife out of his thigh. Oh, did he? Yeah, I thought it because was a cut. when he... Either way, he gets cut in the thigh. Yeah, so... <laughs> Basically, when this happens, when he gets stabbed, Furface jumps through the window and attacks Ironsides, which then pisses off Corey. And he's like, oh, no, I'm not going to let him hurt the dog. So he pulls the knife out of his thigh, jabs him in the throat with it, which doesn't kill him. (laughs) That's because he's experiment number three. Yeah. He was (laughs) it it was very badass on the part of both of them. Like it was a really like. I like that he was absolutely not screwing around in so many of these movies. I mean, even the end of this movie, it's so like, Oh, what, why would you, you're not willing to go far enough, even though you know that it's life and death in a lot of these movies. Yep. And oh, in this he one, definitely goes he's far like, enough, nope, <laughs> nope, we're cool. Oh, knife to the neck. I'm not even going to fuck around with your shoulder. Straight <laughs> and, to the neck. And <laughs> so he, <laughs> Ironsides, Pulls it out of his throat, gagging on his blood, choking. Oh, fucking awesome. And like just telling him that it's not going to end here and that you can't stop it this way. And mom's like, oh, yeah, we can. Boom. Shotgun blast. 30-30 to the chest. He is dayed. So. Oh, he did. So now all we have to worry about now is the giant (laughs) genetically engineered Sasquatch. Um, 
which they deal and they'll with. know it's coming because Kevin set up all those traps in the woods. I mean, Travis set up all those traps in the woods uh, with the infrared sensors that he picked up at the hardware store. <laughs> what I the fuck? I don't know. <laughs> he had a really good credit card. Whatever was going on there. Uh, Seriously, how do you, I know? I didn't even think of that. How do you even pay for all that stuff? No clue. That must have been like a thousand dollar hardware bill. Oh yeah, <laughs> straight up. Yeah. Um, and also, I love that his first move, like, they've got all these shotguns. It's a hunting cabin. The monster shows up, and their first move is to set the cabin on fire. So they actually have, like, a place that they could defend. And his first move is to take the Molotov cocktail and break it in the living room. That's yeah. like, Oopsie. But if it was an oopsie, it's one thing, but he does it so decisively. It yeah. wasn't like he was like, whoa, Butterfingers. He was like, ha I've got a great idea. Fuck this place. Yeah. And boom. Monster probably can't find us with all these flames. <laughs> <laughs> he can't eat me if I'm already burned to death. Yeah. So. It hates well done meat. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so. What happens? He, so how do they actually get the dog? The dog attacks the monster. They and, and the, the monster, monster throws, throws the, dog the dog against the windshield of the truck. And during that little interaction, it gives him enough time. He's got the the like Winchester repeater, and he shoots <laughs> shoots him like three or four times in the chest, and the monster runs off. And he's not going to let the monster get away. Yeah, this time he's going to track him using his superior hunting skills. Uh, so that will repair. Which the, he doesn't have. He's a shitty hunter. He, he is can't even not, finish a job right. <laughs> he can. He's going to prove himself right here. And after so, failing. <laughs> after failing. So he's going to go out after because he because he thinks that this is why his parents broke up was because he couldn't hunt. So he goes out, chases the monster down, following his blood trail. He fights it, shoots it a couple times, and then it's down on the ground and he can't finish the job. He's like, oh, look at how sad the little monster looks. And he's like, I'm not going to kill this guy. And Honestly, then, that would be me. That would be me. I hate killing things. Well, there like you bugs. go. <laughs> I mean, and then so and he's like, ha sucker, you aren't going to kill me. I'm actually really totally fine. I was just laying down to fuck with you. And so he yeah. fights him. Fights him some more. He gets down, finally gets the monster down again, shoots him a couple times, and then he has him, and he's like, okay, now I'll do it. So he shoots him, goes for the headshot, dead monster, um, and they take off while the, the I cabin wish, I wish we, I wish we saw the headshot. Me too. I hate that we don't. I want to see that monster's head explode. You know what I mean? That would have right. been that cool, cathartic, like, yeah, it's over. That's that's you know? how you want to end a horror movie that is this this kind of like yeah. shitty genre. Point blank shotgun to the face. Let's see the monster head Boom. explode. Yeah. Nope. Hey, here's a picture of the moon. Hope you <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah, it might as well have been like pheasants explode out of the out of the rushes yeah. or whatever after the shotgun goes off, which would have been dumb. Hi. Welcome to John Woo's The yeah. Watchers. <laughs> John Woo presents. <laughs> So there it is. Furface is alive. He's just hurt there. And they go off into the into the night looking for a veterinarian, looking for an all night veterinarian. The who end. isn't just going to report him for a wanted poster. Good point. 
Um, We're going to Ruth's Chris Steakhouse tonight, kids. I got the reward. <laughs> yeah, and so that's it. That's that's, that's your it. movie. That's Watchers. That's this Watchers movie. Yeah, it's it's silly. It's got so many bad bad decisions, but it's still just I fucking love it. So much of it makes no sense. Yeah. So much of it is broken. Um, but yeah, I love it too. <laughs> Absolutely love this movie. And it's because uh, it's, just, it's because it's just, of all these decisions. Just, you yeah, know, it's because it, it, it's it is a per, it is a perfect movie. Say it's like a Sunday afternoon, you got the day off, it's raining outside, and you're just bored. You're like, I'm gonna yep. throw on fucking watchers. Yep, it yep. is that. And you're kind gonna of watch movie. it and play on your phone and enjoy everything. Yeah, <laughs> and that's the deal. Is it's not, it's not smart. It's not you know. There's there's nothing about it that's, it's nothing but popcorn. But it's like it's very yep. well done popcorn fare. So I I don't know, I. And Furface is super charismatic. Like that dog's super cute. <laughs> I know, I like it. Um, I, I don't even know if he was a trained animal because it was like they didn't have like an animal trainer. It said Furface, uh, courtesy of some guy. Like that's oh, his oh, dog. Yeah? <laughs> it was like oh, it's his dog, and he's just letting him act <laughs> in a movie. It was he weird how trained. It's weird how wet he was all the time, too. That was kind of odd. It's like, you want your <laughs> cute dog I, to look I also, clean? I also don't know the climate of this movie. Oh. Like, when he went to school and he was walking through the hallways, like, he was panting the whole time. So it might have just been, like, a cold I think he was just day. nervous. I think the dog was kind of... Yeah. That looked like a nervous dog to me, but, I mean... That looked like a super trained dog to me. I don't mean, he walked yeah, through oh, the hallways. He, yeah, I mean... He played Scrabble. Like, he was great at Scrabble. You try training a dog to play Scrabble. He could type. Come on. He was really good <laughs> at typing. I mean, you can't. That's that's great training. That clearly I mean, an actual I, dog. I, I have played Scrabble with a bunch of dogs. And uh, usually they just, the tiles kind of like, they spell the words fine. But they're just kind of like jumbled all around. Like, this dog yeah. could make every word fit into the square. Every letter fit into the squares. So yeah, he was but, obviously trained. Yeah, except that he didn't know the rule about abbreviations. He's Idiot. a dog. You let that shit. You let that shit fly with dogs. No way. I'm a stickler <laughs> for the rules, even when I'm playing with dogs. Oh, uh. I like my wife. <laughs> <laughs> I miss. I miss playing Scrabble at Bass Landing Brewery. Oh God. <laughs> I miss the outside world. Someday. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we have we have my favorite brewery, which is a ten minute walk from our house. We used to walk there and play Scrabble all the time. So, we haven't been able to do that for a while. <laughs> yep. Oh man. Anyway, you know what? You can follow us at Funbox Monster Podcast, and you can buy things at CoastCityComics.com. And you can follow me at Matt Awkward VHS Fiend on Instagram. And you can also buy things at CoastCityComics.com, <laughs> like the Dean Coots is All Right shirt, which yes. is hilarious. <laughs> so yes, that is going. That is always available. And also, uh, what else? Um, Rad Wraith is done and shipped out, and so we've fulfilled two? Most, part two. Uh, most of the issues are out in the mail, and most of the skateboards have shipped. So excellent. Nice. So if and you, our buddy Damien has a new project coming out too. Times uh, up. Soon to be made. Times up with uh, Damien Maffe. Maffe. <laughs> Muffet. Muffet. Yeah. There's actually some really cool people in that movie. Um, 
I'm looking forward to it. And also, he has Foundation coming out soon, too, but uh, who knows when that's going to actually drop. Is that the Wrong Turn sequel? Yeah, he has the Wrong Turn sequel coming out. But that thing is, like, yep. obviously because of the world doing what it's doing, it's been put off for a really long time. Yeah, this world's fucking dumb. Um, but, yeah, uh, so check out Corey Norman's new movie, Time's Up. Uh, Kickstarter for that should be coming out soon. I think they're doing a – are they doing a fundraiser? I think they're going to do like a GoFundMe. I mean, they made a teaser. They made a. Yeah. I think they're doing something. I think he's, he's looking into selling off his, uh, some of his props from. Oh, we talked about that. Yes. Don't do that. Yeah, I know. Mm. I tried, I tried to convince him not to do it, but he was not having it. Gotcha. Oh, well, you know, we need to get him back. You can see our buddy in haunt. It's almost, it's almost time to watch haunt again. That's a new Halloween classic in this house. It is totally almost time. I've seen I've seen beer with pumpkin in it. It's almost time. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. We're going to take off, and I will see you next week, Matt. Yes, for Watchers 2. Yeah, why not? Are we Fuck doing it. That? Why not Watchers 2? Fuck two? it, we're doing it. All right, Stay awesome. by next week for Watchers 2. Good night. <laughs> Peace.